I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. The Word of the Lord, Psalm 116 in the NIV. Welcome back to Brain Injury Bible Study. My name is Christabel Braden. I'm a brain injury survivor, and I started this ministry called Brain Injury Bible Study this year. We are currently in the series called A Grateful Heart. So if you heard last week's episode, we talked about the love of God. The love of God is so beautiful and so good, and there are so many depths that we will never be able to understand when we're on this this earth. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, the mysterious, beautiful, deep love of God. We're never going to be able to fully comprehend it. But the Word of God has given us a lot of truth about it. We read Psalm 23 last week, and the Lord as our shepherd is such a beautiful, beautiful illustration of God's perfect love for us. He guides us through our darkest valleys. I don't know about you, but I definitely have had some dark valleys in my life. We also read 1 John 4, which is about the love of Christ and how he loved us first, which just blows my mind. God loved us first, and that's how we know what love is. He sent his son to die for us, and Jesus displayed his love for us on the cross. It's absolutely mind-blowing. 
So this series is on gratitude. Last week, we also talked about how it can sometimes be hard to feel grateful when we are uh, going through the brain injury journey. It can sometimes be hard to feel grateful when we're in pain, when we are struggling, and sometimes we try to force it. And sometimes forced gratitude just ends up feeling empty, making us feel worse. But there is a solution. (laughs) And that solution is the love of God. And it sounds so simple, but it might seem strange for this series on gratitude to be focusing so much on God's love. (laughs) But the reason is because when you really understand how deeply and fully you are known and loved by God, your heart begins to settle and rest. And in order to have a grateful heart, I mean, you have to have a settled heart. So we're going to really dig into thankfulness. And this week, I'm actually going to share a practical application at the end of the episode, some three steps that you can take this week to practice gratefulness based on what we're going to talk about. If you're signed up on the Brain Injury Bible Study emails, Uh, which you can sign up at braininjurybiblestudy.com. You have gotten this in your email inbox, so make sure to check that out too. If you're not yet signed up, we'd love to have you on, uh, be part of our community. But, all right, today we're going to talk about this. We must learn to give thanks with intention, on purpose, deliberately, Not just when things are going well, but even in the middle of our pain and suffering. We were created for the love of God to fill us up. Nothing else will satisfy. When we try to live out of our own strength, our hearts will naturally grow weary and tired. And I think that's when we have the most trouble with feeling grateful. Because we're just so tired. But when we live our lives from a place of being God's child and knowing like I'm a daughter of God and that's it. You are a daughter or a son of God and that's your identity. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters besides that you are God's child. That's what defines you and you are loved exactly as you are. When you really live your life from that place of Knowing how much he loves you, your heart begins to overflow with thanksgiving, no matter what your circumstances look like. So we talked about that last week, about living in the overflow, living in the overflow of of God's love and how our hearts begin to overflow with thanksgiving. So we have to understand this, even in the worst situation, God and his goodness gives us so much to be grateful for. The Bible gives us many examples of thanksgiving, and one of my favorites is from Psalm 116. I remember the first time I ever read this psalm. (laughs) uh, There are a lot of holes in my memory with my brain injury journey, but for some reason, this one just sticks out to me and has stayed with me. So I was in high school. It was not too long after I had my first TBI and I was having a really, really high symptom day. Um, when I say not too long after my first TBI, it was probably like one or two years after 
for me, my journey has been over a decade. So when I think I, I, I don't want anyone to think it was like the first week or the first month, it wasn't then it was a couple years later. Um, I, at first I wasn't even going to school for a while. And then when I'd go to school, I'd only go half days and I'd go to the hospital half days for rehab therapy. So this was after I had already gone through a lot of that, probably like two years after my TBI, I was still struggling every day and I was having a really high symptom day at school. There were oftentimes I would just like not be able to control my emotions because the frontal lobe problems, I would just cry all the time or I would get really angry or I would get really, really overwhelmed and really overworked and really anxious. And I had a really, really hard time regulating my emotional responses. So on this particular day, I um, ended up in the nurse's office. I would often go there and the nurse understood about my TBI. And I could always, if I needed to rest or get away, I could always just go to the nurse and, and sit there in a low quiet environment until my brain kind of calmed down and on this day it was so bad that I asked the nurse to have my mom come and pick me up because my head was hurting so bad and I was so out of it I just couldn't couldn't do anything and so I remember I was sitting there and um, I had this tiny bible that I would bring with me to school every day because I always felt really lonely and I got bullied in school and I had this tiny purple Bible and I always felt like if I had this with me, at least like I know I have God with me. You know, I kind of felt like Jesus was my only friend for a while. So I pulled out this tiny purple Bible sitting on the little cot in the nurse's office and I opened up my Bible and I wanted to go to Psalms because usually I could find some sort of encouragement in the Psalms and they always seemed to calm my heart. So I started reading some Psalms and I came to Psalm 116 and I just started crying. I just could not control the emotion. I was just like, I felt so seen and so understood. And it, it felt like it was my testimony. It felt like it was my life written in this Psalm. There just seemed to be so many little details of the psalm that spoke to me from the suffering and calling on God and even the part that says, you know, I'm greatly afflicted in my alarm. I said, everyone's a liar. Like, I felt like everyone around me was just like, didn't understand. And I had gone through some betrayal and I just had felt so alone and verse 8 and 9 is like, For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I mean, that's a survivor's thing. You've delivered me from death. If you're a survivor listening to this, I mean, God is the one who who delivered you from that. He's the reason you survived. And it's just so meaningful to read this. I just felt so understood. And then as I kept reading verse 12, when it went to, you know, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? It starts talking about lifting up a cup of salvation. I'll fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people and saying like, I'll give a, a thank sacrifice of thanksgiving to you and call on the name of the Lord in the presence of the people. And I thought about around that time, I was just starting to share my story and 
sing original songs. I was going to some like little local open mics or coffee houses and I started I had just started sharing my story of my brain injury and singing songs that I wrote about God and um (laughs) I thought to myself like that's what I want to do I want to go in front of the people and I want to thank God and I want to share my testimony and through all this trial and all the suffering I just felt so seen and so heard and you know this was when I was in high school, so I was I was young, and this psalm really stuck out to me. I would always write it on everything. <laughs> I would always write it down, and I just felt so loved by God the first time I read this. So over the years, I have taken this psalm with me. I just this past year graduated with my master's degree in theology, and I wrote a paper on this psalm. <laughs> We could pick a psalm to write a paper on, and I wrote it on this one. So I did like a really long research paper, and I read a ton of commentaries, and I just have spent so much time with it. So uh, I, when we were thinking about A Grateful Heart, I thought to myself, we need to talk about Psalm 116. So I love how it is so real. Now, we don't know the name of the author, so I just will say the psalmist or the author. And through this psalm, he just, like, pours out, like, the vulnerability and the realness of the hardship and the struggle and doesn't sugarcoat it. And I just love that. It teaches us that we don't need to downplay the hard stuff. Gratitude does not mean pretending that the hard stuff isn't there. This psalm shows us that we can be real and vulnerable, and so many of us have gone through deep sorrow and suffering. I don't know all of your stories, but I do know that you're a survivor. You've survived something, and God has saved your life. And if you're a caregiver, you're also a survivor in your own way. God has brought you to where you are today, and you're listening to this right now, not accidentally, you're listening to this for a reason. You have a beating heart right now because God has a plan for you. But every day can still be really hard. So even in the middle of the pain, we can be real about it, but we can also still give God praise and thanksgiving for who he is and what he's done. This psalm also teaches us about the importance of prayer. It opens with saying, you know, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. What a beautiful illustration of God listening. That tells us that God hears our prayers. And there are other places in the Bible that talk about how God hears our prayers. 1 John 5, 14 also shows us that we can have confidence in approaching God, approaching the throne of God because of Christ and what he's done for us. We can know that God hears us. So when we're in difficult situations, we must earnestly seek the Lord and trust that he's there listening. The author of this psalm clearly shares how through the trials and struggles and feeling overcome by distress and sorrow and whatever situation the psalmist found himself in, we don't know what it was, but it was something really intense. 
Verse 4 says, Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. Verse 5 says, The Lord is gracious and righteousness. Our God is full of compassion. Verse 6 talks about how the Lord protects us. It says, When I was brought low, he saved me. So God protects us. But the author of this psalm intentionally prayed and called out to God on purpose. But we also know that we serve a God who is trustworthy and ultimately good through and through. Verse 10 says, I trusted in the Lord when I said I'm greatly afflicted. And so we see God's goodness and we see the psalmist trust in God. And this is a story of thanksgiving and this is a story of deliverance. The author of this psalm is writing a testimony of being delivered. And so as he prays and trusts in God, God delivers him. So we have to know that we serve a God who's trustworthy and he is good through and through. As we study the word and pray and give God thanks, our trust in him is going to grow. Hope has always won out from the beginning of time. And we see it through scripture time and again that God always comes through. So remind yourself of God's endless love for you and rest in that love. We can trust in God no matter what. Verse 12 asks the question, What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? The answer to this comes throughout the rest of the psalm. Verse 13 says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Verse 14 says, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Verse 17 says, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. These are some deliberate actions that the author of this psalm decides to take to return to God for his goodness. So we must never forget what God has done for us, but praise his name and give thanks. And by making praise and thanksgiving a deliberate action, we choose to honor the Lord. I also love that language of saying a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving can be a sacrifice. It isn't always easy, but it's always worth it. And when we practice gratefulness and thank God for what he's given us, we are filled up by his love in the process. Now, finally, as I mentioned earlier, as I was sharing my story about reading this psalm, the psalmist declares his thanks in the presence of all the people. So we can practically do this by sharing our brain injury story and giving God the glory. It's biblical to share our testimony with other people. You know, in Revelation, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So your story matters and your testimony is powerful. So this week, we are going to do some practical applications together based on Psalm 116 and everything we just talked about. All right, so here it is. First, journal some of the struggles that you've been going through lately. And then below that, journal some of the things you are thankful for. After you've done that, second, pray over it. Pray over what you've just written down. Intentionally ask God to help you with the struggles. And then intentionally thank God for the blessings. 
finally, share your brain injury story with one person this week. Include the things you're thankful for and give God the glory for bringing you this far. Now, I'm excited to do this practical application myself this week, and I can't wait to hear how it goes for you if you choose to do it too. So feel free to send me an email at braininjurybiblestudy at gmail.com and let me know how God spoke to you through this. I would love to hear it. So that is our audio devotion for today based on Psalm 116. Thank you for listening, and I hope that this is an encouragement that having a grateful heart doesn't mean that you have to downplay the hard things, but you can still have a grateful heart and be vulnerable and soft and rest in God's love and know that he's there for you. He is always there for you, and you are not alone.